So many of us are locked up right now. In captivity, in, in, in a cage. But what's sad about it is that we justify it. We make excuses for it. This whole time while the keys are hanging from our neck. That's right. We hold the keys, but we won't get out. Let's talk about it. Podcast. My name is Dion Williams, a.k.a. Dion Does, and I truly believe that we were all created in the image of the ultimate creator, and therefore it's in us all to create. And this show aims to help you and I both level up in this four-dimensional game of life so that we can go out and create for good, whether that's for ourselves, our family, the community around us, but all of this a part of a generational vision of a family of creators coming together to be the difference. creator family i'm vibing with the podcast now man i'm getting i'm getting the flow i feel like i'm getting these episodes in and out at least they're in and out for me i i'm gonna hit y'all with a five minute episode one day and i'm gonna be fired up some of y'all gonna be sad but that's not the point here i'm gonna say it over and over again man and and shout out to all of you guys that have made this part of your daily routine man it means the world to me I'm just a a random black kid with a voice, man. And the fact that it's helping so many of you guys and I can share some of my pain. I think some of you guys forget that too, man. Some of these stories I'm, I'm sharing, they sound so amazing. They sound so wise and inspirational as I'm telling them to you. And I, and for some of you guys that are telling me that I'd agree, they sound great. But when I was going through them, uh, they felt a lot of, they felt a lot like, the situations you guys are going through. I didn't have the answers then. There was shame then. There was guilt then. There was defeat then. There was um, all types of emotions. And so it's a blessing, man, to to come out of a lot of these things and be able to share them and and the things that I've learned. And they're actually blessing you guys. And, and that's the point, to share those, to get small principles to you guys, right? We're not trying to change the game overnight, just little bite sizes every day. And so... When I get slick enough to get these down to five minutes, that's going to be a win, guys, a win. That might be a stretch. If I can get five to seven minutes, yeah, in and out, man. Bam, bam. So let's, let's, as I've already wasted time, let's jump into it. Today, as I talk about this prison or this cage, I use cage because we've already kind of talked about an invisible prison, and this is completely different than that. Today, I want to talk about forgiveness, all right? And when you hear this, you might be tempted to say, okay, you know, forgive others. And that's just as important. And I'm actually going to say that's secondary, but it's very, very important. But with the nature of forgiveness, it's kind of the same. Uh, but we, I don't want you to also neglect the idea of forgiving yourself. And that was something I really, really, really needed the Bible's help for. And, and, it, and that took me a while. And I, I guess I can even say that I'm still getting better at it, and I've come a long way. But that that was actually what was harder for me. But forgiving others was actually really, really, really hard for me too. Just forgiving myself was harder. And and I and so we're gonna get to the principle right away. And I actually have two. I couldn't decide on which one I wanted to drop on you guys. So we're gonna start with this first one here from Gandhi, who says the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Ooh, and I like that. And I'm so glad that he said never. The weak can never forgive. 
Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. And and I I love that he he phrased it like that because some of you guys might be struggling to forgive yourself or to forgive someone else. And that word never coupled with the word weak, right? Like the weak can never forgive. So if you're refusing to forgive someone, he's calling you weak. And none of us like to be called weak, right? Even if we know it, it just hurts, it stings. And, and, and I think a lot, of that, a lot of the times that's healthy and we have to kind of face the facts. And, and that's okay, right? I've been there. And if that kind of hits you in the chest and you're like, mm, you're calling me weak, our first tendency is to kind of reject it and deflect it. And no, no, that can't be right. Ah, I think he's spot on. I think he is spot on. And so it makes a soul, soul search and say, hey, how can I get a little bit stronger? What's another angle I can look at this? And the second quote that I just had to throw in is from Louis B. Smeeds. I might be saying his name wrong, but. He says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. Man, I know a quote I heard back in the day went something along the lines of like, unforgiveness is like you drinking a poison and expecting the other person to die. And man, oh man, was that me. I'm going to say that again. Unforgiveness is like you drinking a poison and expecting the other person to die. How many times have we held a grudge with someone and they either didn't even know it or didn't care? <laughs> like, it's crazy. And I think the the biggest struggle I had besides myself for forgiveness was my dad, man. And if you've been rocking with me for a while, you've heard the story quite a bit, so I'll be quick. But, man... I can literally say there was times in my life where I hated that ninja. And there, and and I, I was a pretty easygoing. I got along with a lot of people, and he was clearly the person I hated most. And and it was just because of, you know, his relationship with my mom. He wasn't the best husband at all. And he definitely wasn't the best father. He wasn't winning any kind of awards. You know, he, he had a horrible example, though, from what I've heard. He didn't have no great example, so... You know, he was flying blind in a lot of areas, and and I would have been too if it wasn't for my older brother. I think my older brother really stepped up and gave me a fighting chance because uh, there's a lot of just things, like even moments I'm having with my son already. I'm like, man, like I can just, it, yeah, I'm excited for my relationship with my son. There's a lot of things I didn't get from my dad. Now, and because of how he treated my mom, couldn't stand the man for most of my life. And him and my mom, they would, like, get divorced, get remarried, get divorced. I believe they've been married a total of three times. And I think they ended up getting a divorce again just before he – I got to re-ask her. They, it happened so much, I done lost track. But – and so most of my relationship was off and on with my dad, you know. There was times where, you know, it was good. And I would say – actually, I would say most of my life, it wasn't like hostile and I couldn't stand him. That wasn't most of my life. But there was, there was a portion where, I, like I said, I hated him. I can remember chasing him around the house trying to hit him with a golf club because he got in my mom's face. Granted, my mom was in his face and used to hit him a lot. So she was in the wrong with a lot of things, but that was my mama, right? And so I remember just chasing him as, as like, I was like eight or nine. And so that's the kind of relationship we had. Like I was swinging that thing at his face like trying to hurt him 
And so as I got older, though, I kind of started to be a little bit convicted by that. And I started to work on that relationship. And it wasn't easy. Um, But that quote about drinking the poison really, really helped me because it, it was as it was as if I felt like me holding a grudge and and disliking him and un, and not forgiving him, holding on to that unforgiveness was hurting him in some way. And man, and you might have an argument, you know, if the person that you refuse to forgive um, is trying to be forgiven or really loves you or is trying to change and all these things and you refuse to, maybe you have something. But I think the question is worth asking is like, is what is it really doing here though? And is it hurting you more than it's hurting them? Because I think it's important for us to understand that forgiveness does not mean restoration. So someone can do something bad to you. Let's say you have a bad, an abusive relationship. You can remove yourself from the situation. You don't have to be with that person. If a, if a friend did you dirty, you don't have to. Forgiveness doesn't mean you guys are buddies or best friends again. It just means you don't hold on to this 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 anger or this resentment as if it's doing something to them, right? It's legitimately moving on emotionally. And and that's why my man Louis B. Smeeds is saying to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discovering that the prisoner was you. Like, and that's why Gandhi is saying that it's an attribute of the strong because it's not easy to do. And it's not easy to see that you're actually the real victim of unforgiveness. Okay? And, and sometimes we actually aim this crosshair of unforgiveness at ourselves. And so it's like, it's double the pain. And, and the Bible really helped me with this, right? Because at first, as I start to learn how much I had to work on and how much I had to get better, came this understanding of, man, I've really sinned in my life. Like, I've really fluffed up. Not even just as, and not even just, I don't know if there's... Like, I, I grew up in a Christian home, and my mom did her best to raise me as a Christian. I went to church, and so I would really like to say, even as a youngster, I was a Christian. You just couldn't tell that much. You know, I was very off and on with it, and it was nothing It was nothing I was truly, truly convicted by until, you know, a few years after my wife and I got married. But I just lost my entire thought. Where I was, oh, yeah, and so, like, and so I had this this realization of dang, okay, not it, it wasn't just like, oh man, before I start take I started to take Christianity serious, I was a bad man. And then once I got saved, and once I got saved, things were all better. And I was just an angel. No, it was like, yeah, dang, like I I I was in my Bible. I was a Christian and I was still progressing. And I'm still progressing, right? And I still managed to fluff things up. Like, even to this day, like, I I haven't found this thing called perfection. And a lot of guilt and a lot of shame came with that. Like, even when there was things that I would, like, just know that I I wanted to do better in an area and I would still fluff up. Whether, no matter what it was, man, I think the, the, probably the slowest area for me was, like, my, my temper and anger and, and confrontation, like, Dude, you know you're being petty right now. You know this isn't how you want to move. You know this isn't your character. But you got time today. Like, like that would, you know, like stuff that I knew better than I would would still do. Because I wanted to. 
And and I think it's still been a process of my heart growing and changing over the years. But just that that realization brought a lot of guilt and shame. And I think that's the biggest one of the biggest traps and tricks of the enemy. Right. Because if you read the Bible and the gospel, that is the reason it's the good news, because it's not a story of guilt and shame. Right. It's a it's a story literally of freedom of of not being of not having to have this pressure of being good enough. It's not trying to be perfect. At the same time, it's not taking advantage of grace and saying I can do whatever I want, but it's saying, man, this story here that we're talking about isn't about me being perfect. Okay? And that took me a while to grasp because I because of where my heart was at and how I would look at other people, like I grew up so judgmental. If you talk to my wife, she'll say that's why she was scared to talk to me for a while. Because, like, girls, man, I, I went through one bad breakup in high school, and I thought girls was all hoes, man. And then I started playing D1 basketball, and I started to see how girls work, acted when you had a jersey and you was and you was on the team. Like, Ninja, I was a walk-on off the bench, got in, off the bench, got in one game, and had groupies. And so my, my perspective of females around college was, was horrible. And I was very, very judgmental of them. And, and I was just a hard person. Like, I would judge you if I saw you do something, and I would just, I would just hold on to it. Very, very judgmental. Um, it was crazy because that's quite the 180 if you, if you know me today. Shout out to Jesus. But, like, I, I would look at people. I was very critical on people. And so it made sense that I was very critical of myself. And so it took me a while to get this. But once I got it, man, the game really changed for me. And you you have a whole a whole new perspective on this game called life when you realize that it's actually an attribute of the strong to move in forgiveness, not only with yourself, but with others. This is the part of the podcast where we got to put some feet to it. That means put it in action, people. Don't just don't waste these words from my man Smeeds and and Gandhi. Take the principle and run with it. Okay, put it in action. So I'm sure you guys can imagine. We're going to keep it simple here. Take out your creator frame and scan this game that we call life over the four dimensions that we have. You know, we have faith, relationships, energy and economics. I want you to scan those and see where you have the seeds of unforgiveness okay because it may not seem bad right now but it works like a cancer and it spreads and when it spreads it kills i'm telling you especially when it's with yourself i can't tell you how many opportunities i i i limited myself from or i I held myself from because of guilt and shame like nah you do you know how many times like i've grown a lot and that's why I'm proud about it. And I try to be as transparent as I can and let you guys know I ain't, I ain't ever been perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But what I can commit to you guys, right, is to be progressing and to be progressive and keep getting better. All right. And do my best to make new mistakes, not the same mistakes. And so I, I, I take what I do very, very serious and I try to be the best that I can. But I'll tell y'all now, I hope not. One day, I might fluff it up big time. You're going to be like, man, Dion lost it and beat up an old lady outside of Walmart. I hope not. Oh, oh, God, I hope not. But who knows? Dion might completely drop the ball one day. 
I'm not going to tell you guys that that'll never happen. But what I will tell you, and here's what I am committed to doing, is not committed to perfection, but committed to progression. And when you do see Dion drop the ball, you can be like, God dang, Dion, you really fluffed it up. But I see you working on it, and that I can salute. Because I feel like that's the story that we all have, man. And, and it really bothers me when people like to be critical. And again, I used to be this guy. Maybe that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because I've seen what it does to people and what it does to yourself when people are messing up. Right? Quick, All right, quick rant. God dang, this ain't going to be a short episode. But... For example, I get a lot of flack for being a John Jones fan. I am a huge John Jones fan. And boy, does that ninja mess up. <laughs> like, I've never defended anything. If, if you're a, an MMA fan, all right, mixed martial arts, you watch the UFC. Oh, my air came on. I'm going to try and turn it on while I'm talking. But uh, John Jones done messed the fluff up repeatedly. And a lot of people like to have this approach where like, oh, just throw him out. Like, he's trash. He keeps messing up. And I think a lot of people think because someone continually messes up that they're not trying to change. And most people that say that are people that haven't been in the trenches trying to help other people change or they haven't changed, right? It's really easy. There's certain things in my life that I've changed very, very quickly. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to be this kind of way. Boom, easy. Other things have been a struggle. And I've helped a lot of people, a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds that grew up differently than you. They just struggle for different things. That's how this game called life works. You might have never touched crack in your life, and someone else can't seem to get off of it. No matter what they do, they've been to rehab eight times, can't get off the crack. And there's this there's this tendency in our in our culture to just, all right, to give up on people, right? And I'm not big on putting yourself in harm's way, right? If you're in a bad relationship, I think you should get yourself out of it. And at a distance, you can try to help that person. You could pray for them. You could do things to try to get, get them help. Again, I'm not saying forgiveness means restoration. You might have to distance yourself depending on the situation. But at the same time, I, I don't believe in giving up on people. I just don't. And And even if I have to remove myself, I won't stop rooting for them. And I won't stop hoping that, um, the changing power of Christ won't enter their life and do some and maybe even do something that might be considered a miracle. So I'm just not big on giving up on people. So the more John Jones fluff up, fluffs up and people hate him and, and and turn their back on him and give up on him. It makes me support him more. Right. Because he's fluffed up and I've seen him take ownership. Sometimes I've seen him be like, eh, I wish you would have handled that a little bit better. But he, he's fighting his own fight. It, it really isn't for me to judge, man. And so I continue to root for him as a person. There's other people that are like, yo, I like him as a fighter, but not as a person. No, I support him as an imperfect man. And 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 I'm, I can't even tell you how passionate I am about that. That could be its own episode right there. And so if you don't like people that are fluffed up being supported, oh, my Lord, you need to get far away from me, man. I love me a good underdog story, man, because I feel like an underdog, and that's what Christ did for me, man. I promise you, people can change, and and you can change, but unforgiveness will tell you that you can't. Unforgiveness will tell you, no, who are you to think you could go start that business? Look what you've done. Look how you fluffed up the money you had. You, you got that big tax return and, and, and tricked it. How are you going to manage money for a business? You're going to tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to have a successful marriage one day. Your unforgiveness going to tell you, nope. How are you going to have a successful marriage? You were unfaithful or you can't stay true or, or or even keep your word. 
right? Like unforgiveness will tell or unforgiveness will say, man, while you're trying to say, yo, I want to have this type of body. Seems like, nope. Mm -mm. Look how you've treated your body so far. You can't do that. And it holds you back. It binds you. It keeps you in this prison and it limits your opportunities. As you can tell, your boy's fired up, man. I'm Because it's so countercultural. We have this thing called like canceling people. Oh, my Lord. I wish you would try to. You could cancel these nuts. Right? I'm, I'm on every. Like, if they cancel you, come to me. I got your back. I got your back and I'm rooting for you because I know what they don't know. That you were made in the image of the ultimate creator. So therefore, you got the power to create from whatever situation you in. I know the world may try to tell you you down. Well, it's time to build up then. Let's let's create a ramp. I know the world's telling you you, you can't change. Well, let's do it. Let's create the change. But you gotta you gotta learn to forgive. Okay. So scan it, find areas of unforgiveness in your life. And attack them relentlessly. If you need to call a specific person. If the last convo you had was. I can't stand you. You bleep 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 bleep. You trick little hoe bleep. Like call him back. And like I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. We're cool. Forgiveness. Alright. Maybe maybe you guys have a similar situation like me and my dad man. And it's actually beautiful. Um. Me and him got really close in the last few years of his life to the point where, you know, he passed away from cancer and he would have a lot of doctor's appointments that he would go to. And I didn't have a job, you know, not because I was broke. I mean, I worked for myself. And so a lot of people, you know, like no one else could take him. And so I would be the one to take him to all of his appointments. And we talked a lot. I was with him again, almost sometimes it was almost like every day out the week. And I would stop by my mom's and I'd see him a lot. And we got really, really close. And I think about him a lot now. And I'm so glad that that happened. Of course, that, that made it hurt a little bit more when he passed. But I'm glad that we had that time. And that he didn't pass away with me resenting him or hating him. And so maybe you guys need a similar story or need to have a similar experience. Because you never know when you or someone else is going to take their last breath. Life is too short for us to be living in unforgiveness, and it limits way too much of our, our, our potential. All right, so let's all be strong. Let's forgive others, and let's forgive ourselves because it's the creator way. You want to learn more about the creator way? Head to freecreatorcode.com. Get this code that we live by, man. It's absolutely free. I'm not charging you a ting, but I promise you it's going to bless you. It's going to help you out. Again, freecreatorcode.com. I love you guys. Stay safe. And until next time, God first, God bless.